on and get this honey come 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 on and come on come on and come on yeah. come on and come on 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 yeah. come on and come on hello everybody and welcome to another gathering of Wolves in the, Wolves in the city. city with your host Lee Gray JJ Revlone and K-A-R-N-A-G-E-K-I-L-L-S, Carnage Kills. Talking about kills, honey. We're going to kill the last episode. This is the last episode of the season. Just when Drag Race comes to an end, the wolves come to an end. It's time to hibernate again. But before we go hibernate, and let me know what your last week in lockdown in lockdowns been. JJ Revlon, R-E-V to the L-O-N. <laughs> the energy behind that is killing me. It's been it's been ups and downs. Um, actually, you know the the biggest thing in lockdown that's happened. I have a seven hundred pounds bill for my cat who needs um, who has fractured his hip for okay. the from the vet. So when so when you yeah so when you get a, a cat, make sure and when you get a cat in, in lockdown, make sure you get insurance off the bat. Okay, hey, because yes. I left it so long, and this motherfucker going and hurt himself. Uh, other than that, been quite busy working on a lot of projects. Um, things will hopefully come out quite soon, and yeah, it's been good, all good in the hood, to be honest. Overall, um, so yeah, it's a sad that we're coming to an end, but I think this end is going to be so good because I've got so much to grow for in this last episode. Listen, Carnage, when I when I locked down, being. I just want to touch on what JJ said because when I had, um, or should I say what you said? <laughs> when I had my cat, now they're with my ex. Sadly, I miss them so much, but literally we took Let's it because it got them. sick. Let, don't even start me off. No, I'm a if, ride or die friend. Let's pull up. Let me tell you something, yeah. Okay. If I didn't, on, if I felt like they would still remember me, they would have remembered me now. It's been too long. They would. Do you think? No, no, no. Nah, it's been, cat too long. it's been too long. But when we, um, one of they got sick, one of them, and then we took it to the vets. They had to keep um, her overnight, and it was a hundred pounds. I was just yeah, like, How pounds. how can you get away with this this robbery? Child, it's cheaper. I wish I had my cat in the UK because I know I could have gone to see Lil Hammond and they would have done the whole <laughs> deal for like 200 pounds, and I would have been fine. But I still feel like they wasn't even injecting um, them with emailing. nothing. I'm out here emailing all these different vets. No one, I don't even know half of them. The vet where they're registered at, they're telling me 850. These people are telling me 700 and something. One person mm. telling me 560. It's giving, it's giving lottery. You better start practicing yourself. Watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> okay. As I open up the cat and fucking fix up the bone. <laughs> but apparently it's a normal procedure in cats who are old. But my cat's not even old, or they've jumped from the balcony, which they haven't. I think they do jump from high heights, which I think is so ridiculous. And we tried mm. to get them down so many times. But you know, lesson learned. I've stayed in Jason's house. <clears throat> His cats mm. have no behavior, they're not trained. No, I know they're, they're like, like to run around. I know it's a like, but <laughs> they're the best, though. They're the best. Cats are yeah, still the best. They are the best. 800 pounds worth of being the best. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it's actually a grand, but that's, a grand. <laughs> it's, that's too much. It's too much. It's Them like, vet bills are too like, much. The bills are so much. And the thing is that they bill you for stuff they haven't even been able to do. They're mm-hmm. like, we don't try to do radiophology, but it didn't work. So here's the charge. 
Next time we have to pull him asleep. And I'm like, okay, pull him asleep next time. But the thing is, he's actually very normal. Um, he obviously must be in pain, but yeah, we're gonna get it sorted next week. But that was the biggest thing that was like a eye opener. Do you know how frustrated I am with by having insurance in the first place? I'm like, I should have just put the fucking L in the fucking first place. So jarred. But you know what? No, it is what it you. is. I live and I learn. You live and you learn. You have to take stuff as a lesson, not as mm-hmm. a regret. So, you know, and I don't regret these motherfuckers, but this just cost a lot of money. I am excited to get this vaccine whenever it comes out. Uh, Are you going to get it? Yeah, sure. Why not? I want to travel. I don't have time. I don't have time to be waiting on the conspiracies of people on whether the vaccine is real or not. If it turns mm. me into a robot, then cool. If it turns me into, like, what what are they going to get out of killing millions of people? <laughs> like, what is it? Is it the population? We are, we, are, we are talking about the Tories. Yeah, but what are they going to do? What I'm saying is, <laughs> because they've, like, given it to all their conservative people that follow them first, right? What are they going oh, to get out of killing all those people? and killing us. Like, I don't understand this conspiracy. I don't actually get the conspiracy. I love a conspiracy, but I actually don't understand it. For me, it's not even about a conspiracy. <laughs> For me, it's just about, I have no trust in the government. I'm not letting them inject me with nothing. Until I have but do you to. get? do you get flu jab? No, not anymore. Oh. I used to as a kid, I'm the, I'm but once worst. I started to, you know, realize certain things, I was just like, they don't sit right with me. I just don't have trust in them. Well, for me, I'm the same. Like, I don't, I don't like to, I, I stuff with conspiracy theories, but this one I don't really get. But I'm also asthmatic, so I do become top of the list for the vaccination as well mm. as me. I don't know, kind of, you're not asthmatic, are you? No. No. I'm glad. me and Lee dying. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad. I hate people like you. And then, <laughs> basically, um, but I've never, I haven't had a flu jab in about five years. They message mm. me all the time, text message, time to get your flu jab. How about... Yeah, I still get my messages. Put it on your... Give yourself the flu jab. I'm not down to be ill and then be good again. Um, I think when they're... I think if they start putting it on people's passports, which they are talking about, um, if you've got the vaccine, I would definitely get the vaccine in a heartbeat. Bitch needs Obviously, because all, okay. all of us need to travel, really. Exactly. Um, and I'm not down for the scams, but from someone who is one of my kids who got the vaccine, they said they had fever for a day or two, and then they were slowly getting out of it. So I feel like it's the same, like, um, what's it? It's the same, like the flu jab, like you get symptoms of this thing, and then it's like the antibodies fight it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm not really down for that, hence why I don't mm-hmm. get a flu jab. I'm not down to be injected with something for the antibodies to then fight it. It's like, bitch, just fight it when it comes. Even okay? prep. Be on, be on standby. <laughs> even prep, I don't feel good taking. But if I wasn't mm. such a whore, I wouldn't have to take it. That's why I, I feel I like just episode to episode, you vary. One time, you are a whore. Then you no, are... No, I'm a whore like, at heart. I don't like, need to be... Catch up, with... catch up, catch up. I'm a whore at heart. <laughs> that you're a liar. I'm a oh, whore at heart. You're a whore at heart. A whore at heart. <laughs> No, so but you're gonna I get just the- have my moments. Like now, I just feel like it's with the vaccine, all these things, it's just like, I don't feel good putting any sort of medication in my body. So it's just like, right now I'm not on no whole shit, you know? But once things go back to normal and pick up again, obviously, you get me. <laughs> I'm not bothered. I've got too many things I need to do and like fighting the vaccine is just not a fight I need to have. Yeah. No, but it's not fighting it though. What, you're just gonna, this is the thing that, like, 
you're just gonna let anybody put whatever in your body you don't care it's not anybody like it's not anybody <laughs> it's not anybody How many- and also hold on this vaccine that we're using in the uk it's not just a uk vaccine they're using this vaccine all over europe yeah. so like it's like is that supposed to make me feel better no what i'm saying <laughs> to you is that you're acting like we're picking up a vaccine from the side of the corner and it's not that you have I to know. be by your doctor <laughs> you have to remember if you're ready if you're willing to put um strange substances and ganja <laughs> count oh, in your body <laughs> oh random dick let's say how it is okay you oh, should be pulling that into your hum into your hum <laughs> into your hum <laughs> Whatever, I will resist until I Let's can't resist pray. anymore. When you put a random dick in your mouth, drugs in your body, you have to just. I can't chill. wait. I can't I wait. wait. <laughs> You're excited like that for the vaccine. What? You're excited like that for the vaccine. Yeah, it's <laughs> the only thing that's injecting me in the last six months. I'm fucking dead. Um, <laughs> so, on that note, JJ, do you want to introduce your segment for the very last time? Revlon's Revealing Review. Woo! Bring back my girls. 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 Revlon was right from the beginning. No, and I wanna, I wanna go first. I don't give a fuck if it's JJ segment. I wanna go first, yeah? I've never been gagged so much. When I tell you, no, no, you don't, don't, it ain't even no joke. And I told, I had a spiff as well. I had a spiff and I thought, let me just watch the final episode, yeah? And I sat down and I was like, Da-da-da-da. I was like, Bimini, my girl, Bimini has got this in a Bag. I was like, she looks so amazing as well. I was like, Bimini's got this. When I heard Lawrence Chase, I was like, it's definitely between, depending on the last performance, it's definitely between Bimini and um, Chase. When I heard Lawrence Chaney, literally, this was my reaction. I think I even turned away for a minute. So I turned away, Lawrence Chaney. I was going <laughs> ballistic. I think I even screamed my dramatic ass, but I was like, no way. No way. It's a good thing I wasn't a judge on there because I would have had to say, Rue, sorry, Lawrence, I know this is your moment, but this is some Kanye West Taylor, Taylor Swift type shit. Okay. Because my girl, my girl Bimini needs a crown. My girl Bimini needs a crown. That bitch was a microorganism. A microorganism. And you're telling me she didn't win. I have really nothing to say. The girls on the last episode, obviously, as Kanye should said, a microorganism. That could perform a, li- a live sing and dance, well, lip synchy, live vocal sing and dance, yes, thing, which they all, each had their own verse. Um, so Ellie Diamond, Tate, Lawrence Shady, and Bimini as the top four. And then they showed their last runway looks, which I think were very nice. I think I preferred a horror. To be honest, out of everybody who was up. in like the last, in the, to be honest, in everyone, that was in the, everyone that was in the last bit, I think that that one and Joe Black was like really good runway looks for me. But um, so, and then Rue brought it down to the top three, which I'm very happy he did because I thought he was about to play in the girls' yeah. space. 
Yeah. And it definitely needed to give Ellie Diamond stand to the side. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the mm-hmm. top three was definitely Bimini, Lawrence, and Tate for this yes. season. Yes. 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 Obviously, the same like Carnage, I felt like. Tate was about to win. She really carried in her lip sync. Her lip sync was amazing. Her movement, her dancing was amazing. Everything she did was fucking amazing. Bimini, not so much. I think Constance is like the first. I think this was like the first time she really had to lip sync against other people that I don't think she shined in the way that I think she should have, in my opinion. Because the way that she shined throughout the episode after coming back from lockdown didn't match the last performance, in my opinion. Lawrence Kaney oh. also wasn't as good as any of those two. And to be honest, Ellie, I did not even look at. But Taste for me was the, the bit taste, for me. And taste obviously- done good. However, I took it then to fashion, yeah? Because I took it from... Um, it was between, as I said to me, Bimini and Taste. Because Lawrence, yeah. in my opinion, had messed up, you know, during the, the thing. Was just really Completely. kind of just there. Like, I Completely. love Lawrence. However, she did take a downfall so to speak right mm. it was between taste and bimini for me and really i was like between them who is the winner so i said to myself okay taste dancing down bimini dancing down i said taste fashion bimini microorganism that's what i but said and to is, me I, that was a win at the end of the day i said this was going to happen in the last episode my word wig was the my one, wig was the shifting about it. <laughs> Do you know what? Lee called me. No, Lee called me twice, I think. And then you and then he texts me. And I just hung up and I just turned off my phone. Because mm. I don't know what you're gonna say at the time. And yeah. I said I was gonna turn off my phone in any way because I didn't want it to get spoiled for me. Um and then I called her back as soon as I saw it. I was like, I said, this is what happened. The winner of Ripple Track Race UK is Lawrence Cheney. I said, <laughs> okay. And that's called Lisa. That called Lisa Glow. You just took the L. You just took it. I because I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I I was fucking gobsmacked. Everything Bimini brought out. They ran up like Bimini was going to be like the winner. Nah, let me tell you something here, Bimini. Let me. I'm not even done. Bimini was acne. My girl was acne, and she made it look stunning. She made it look luxury. But are you fucking dumb? I just messaged both of those people. I just messaged Bimini and Tate and was like, very well done for what you have done in Drag Race. You should be very proud and very interested to see what's going to happen for you guys in the future. Because the thing is, those two people will keep working. That's the thing. Mm, Um, I think Lawrence is obviously a worthy winner, but in my opinion, I definitely don't think he should have won at the same time. I can see why he won, but I don't think he should have won. For me, I love Lawrence. Because Lee is right there sitting. I want to hear you because y'all was talking some shit. And I need to hear everybody. (sighs) The only (laughs) winner for me, as usual, is Mamaru. Because Mamaru (laughs) knows how to make us continue talking about this seven days later. Mama Rue don't care, and I love it so much. Yeah, I, but that's bad, you know. No, because that is my vibe. It used to be, it used to be, you know who's going to win. That is what I'm doing. What? And also, she understands that everybody loves Bimini. So guess what? I'm going to keep her for an Yeah, but... Season. I'm going to keep her so that we can bring her back. I don't want to get rid of her yet, because I've got other plans for Bimini. Don't worry. Mm. I love her. I hope I love so. It. By the way, um, 
Lawrence Cheney did not deserve to win that particular episode because she missed all her steps. They yeah. made they made reasons for it and was like, yeah. oh, it's because of your personality. So anyone else can't miss steps, but you can miss steps because exactly. you're That wasn't cute. I didn't really like, um, I thought it was nice, Tace's last outfit, but I didn't think it was where it needed to be for the for the final look. And then, exactly. That's why I was like, Bimini. Where her, her, her outfit was amazing. There was like so much detail doing it. it looked... Did you see what she wore during the performance? That bitch was stunning. No. Um, I do remember the wedding dress. It was her, no, it was her makeup. She had the long hair like, Chris, well, not Christina Aguilera. Yeah, kind of like Christina Aguilera. That's what it reminded me of. And then um, she had the fitted pink, like motory kind of um, one, one, what's it called? Leotard. Well, do you know what it was for me with Bimini when she started doing the Russian walk, bitch? When she started lip syncing and doing Russian yes, walk like that, uh, I said, "Oh, so you were the win in it?" Uh, but whatever. You I know. Like, I knew I, the thing is gone. No, go I just on. I think that I just I think it was a good season, and I think that it was produced really well. They got a good group of queens. I think it was one of the best seasons across any franchise in the world, actually. You need to watch um, RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. Because them bitches, they leave blood on the fucking runway when they lip sync. Same. That's why I watched it. It's so good, they though. Leave, well, hold on. They leave no. what? They leave, they they leave, leave blood, blood on the runway. Yeah. No, I was bored. What euphorically. Wow. You was bored. No, I liked it. I'm, um, I'm not even going to spoil it. Same. People ain't watched it. Very, 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 very dry. Let me smoke for everyone that's going to watch RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. It's only because it's of the judges. Dry. It's only because it's of the judges. Dry. That's why. You know yes, I remember the, the contestants were great, but the judges ruined it. <laughs> Shut up. The judges were yeah, awful. Like, Are you agreeing with me? Many... Are you agreeing with me on taking a piss? No, I'm being agreeing with you. Oh, good. Yeah, because it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's the judges. Yeah. You, it, it misses that RuPaul flair, and that's then they try to have it. They Mama try to have wins. it. Mama but it doesn't. wins always. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. like, she just drummed home what she says when she's like, the final decision is mine. I don't care what you put on Twitter. Team Bibbini, team blah, blah, blah. I'm mm-hmm. going to choose whoever I want to choose. And y'all just going to have to deal with it. I love it. Wow. Very interesting season. Very interesting ending. Yeah. I'm well done to all the queens. Well done to all the queens. And with that, I'm just going to say this. Wolves in the City watched RuPaul's Drag Race with the best intentions. And we believe every queen is good enough to be in the show. We decide to put it in because we're fans of the show and we're fans of yours. Everybody gets to put their two cents in, so we get to put our three cents in. Good luck. Oh, moving on to the gag of the week. And I don't know if you're feeling as prideful as I am feeling prideful, but I'm feeling prideless at the moment. Not prideless. Have you not seen <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on, Carnell? With what? With Pride in London. Oh, you know I haven't. Don't apparently, fucking draw me out. <laughs> apparently, they don't want you. <laughs> don't draw me out. They don't want you there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want us there. They don't want... Uh, you know, I want to say the N word, but I won't. 
Okay. Pride in London announced that five of its most senior members this week, including its co-chairs, stepped down because of the accounts of racism and bullying. The non-profit was pelted for demands of new leadership um, because senior black staffers, including Director of Communications, Ramel Affleck, quit over a culture of racism seeped into the top of Pride in London. Obviously, like for me, I would definitely say, I remember watching a panel with Lady Phil. It was probably one of the first times that I saw her talk. It was at Instagram. And she was talking about why Black Pride was created in the early days um, of, of the organization. And really it was birthed out of not getting any support from Pride in London. And I think she actually initially just wanted a space and they weren't willing to give her that. So obviously she had to go and create her, her own. But the fact that those people who, I guess, encouraged that kind of culture were still working there all these decades later, and then they have black staff that work there, which to me is probably an example of tokenism to say that we have black people on the team, and then they want to silence them and not hear what they have to say, really speaks to the racism that actually is, exists in the LGBTQ community as well. And I, I know that we don't talk about that often, but it, it is a real thing. There is, I, I mean, the only time we seem to talk about it is in reference to Grinder, actually, but there is so many other um, forms of racism in the LGBTQ community, I think. Wow. David, know where to start. To be honest, the last of what you said, I do agree with, which I've, I think I've always said, like, to be honest, I'm not surprised about Ramel's statement. I'm not surprised that people are saying pride is racist. It's a conversation that we've had at the kitchen table for a very long time. It's a conversation that we have when, when someone says, oh, pride is coming up. And the next person said, probably me, probably you, Lee, to be honest, that would say, well, I'm not going. <laughs> or if I'm going, I need to be shit-faced or I need to be in the parade. And these are places that Pride rather put people like Halifax, Barclays, Adidas, places like people like this in, in the forefront, which it shouldn't be at the end of the day. The whole thing's about community. That's why some people won't even go to Pride because they're in the wrong bay, which seems to me it's something that was egotistical, but actually it makes a lot of sense when you look at the overall Pride protest. They allowed TERFs to come in and protest. They allowed the police to be there after we all didn't want them to be there. Not me personally, even though, you know, I always say fuck the police, but we don't want the police to be there. What's so crazy is that Ramal works on both sides of the, of the cloth or, or uses both sides of the cloth. Like she, she's also, well, I'm saying she has a pronoun, but that's not her pronoun. But she's like, one, a police officer, but two, where surprises in new communications. The communications before this was a South Asian guy named, ooh, Karimba. Karimba is name from, from my top of my head at this, uh, at this moment. But I think when you see someone who's South Asian, someone of color, leave director of communications, I don't think it's time to take a role in the same field. I think mm -hmm. that shows you a lot of what is happening and you should just really not do that. But I also know Ramel through, obviously my boyfriend, their friend, and most of the conversations he's all about is rocking the table and shaking the table, which he's obviously shook it to it. He's actually flipped it, like the scene from fucking Housewives or Mafia Wives, whatever that fucking show is that Lee loves. Um, and fucking flipped the table over, basically. And for me, I think, 
the people who stood in those places or have seen all this racism happen has taken a very long time to come out and that irritates me because you know you can sense a sense of like racism yeah but people don't get me wrong but people have the same mentality of ignoring things that they're just gonna oh it's all right to ignore that because it's just well it's not even that it's that it's that they're hopeful that there will be change that will happen like i say something to you i say oh carnage oh, I didn't like when you did this. And, you know, say you continue to do the same thing and I'm still talking about it. It doesn't make sense. Obviously, there's not going to be any change. So Mm. I think you had to call it from the time ago. And I think the people who are sat in and didn't say anything are equally part of the problem, even though they're part of the, the, maybe the mending or the, of calling out the issue now. But we've been knowing that it's been racist. We've been knowing that pride in London is nothing to do with black pride. Actually, when they actually conjoined together, Black Pride or the Black side of Pride was in some park in the middle of fucking nowhere in 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 central London behind mm. Soho. You know, so the thing is, it's like it's always been racial. It always has been like that. And also, I've been that space. I've been booked by them to DJ in like VIP events and stuff like this. And more times out of ten. It's like 90% white people. Mm. I've even brought Lee to one of the gigs that I've done for them. And it was so white. <laughs> like, who the fuck did you invite? Do you remember it was in the curtain? I remember that. Curtain yeah, curtain. there was, there was no... Was, there was no... Like, who did you invite? Yeah, yeah. Who did you invite? And the thing is, I went... You're so crazy. It's like, because I went directly with Michael, who's the co-chair, he would wash at me. So he had my number. He would wash at me and ask me to DJ. And I say, you know what? Put everything in the email. But that he had direct contact to me, where I was basically like, next pride, I want my own. I want my own um, either place in the parade, closer to the front, or I want forty-five minutes on that stage, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what I what I'm going to have. Like these DJ kids are all good in the hood, but at the end of the day. There's not black representation. And when I had the opportunity to have black re- representation with Miss uh, Kimberly, all of a sudden my music wasn't working. There's all these factors, these sly little fucking things that it's, have happened mm-hmm. in Pride. It's, it's interesting because obviously it's a community where it's sort of like, we know what it's like to feel the oppression of not being able to be accepted and our families cutting us off and blah, 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 which we all feel as black, as black people who are queer, but then also the on, on top of that is a layer of racism. But it's interesting that those people don't understand what racism is because those are the same people that are talking about um, prejudice. Right. And sitting on panels talking about prejudice. That's what I mean. I don't get in, it. Like it's very confusing to me that 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 um they're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because people like I'm not saying like Ramel isn't wrong for waiting to speak about it, but we have been knowing these motherfuckers are racist. Mm. more to do white culture or things like the fact is, is that the only person who we have who is black and this is me talking very frank and people might not like what I have to say but to be honest it's the truth when we look at the person who's black who takes up that space it is Miss Kimberly who actually has been in the scene for years so she has her she 
she should be in that space at the end of the day. And the next person we have is the Beyonce experience. That is supposed to be our black representation. But what about to the community of people who work on the lower, like maybe the, who haven't been on TV, who work on the lower, like not the lower side, but don't have the same uh, visual representation. We should see more people like Carnage. We should see more people like from the Bourne scene. We should see even, I remember I went to fucking Pride in Gothenburg and there was a pole dancer. You don't see that shit in Pride in London. A, pride, a pole dancer of colour. You don't see that shit in Pride in London. That's the thing, you know? And you can suggest it to your fucking um, blue in the face, but they're going to go with whatever this format from fucking 50 years ago, okay? They're going to still do it in the same way moving forward. It's the same with Black Pride and the sound. The sound of Black Pride, when it was in Voxel, was awful. It's the same premise, like, let's all upgrade, let's make room. But these people are not going to make room. And the thing is, I've, I've kind of been on the inside of that and seen it and said, you know what, next time I see these people, I will tell them this is what I want. If I don't get what I want, we're going to have a problem. Mm. We're definitely going to have a problem because I see a vision for what, yeah, you can't keep booking me on these Back end, you want to apply really for the job? Event. You want to be director of Pride in Yo, London? They're not ready for me. Do you want to apply for the job? It will give you're fired. You want it? No, but yeah, you have to do other stuff as well. You can't just fire people, you have to actually plan the event. Let's create an application, Wolves in the City, co chairs of Pride in London moving forward. Like, no shade. I think that's what has to happen. Like, we need it to be. And we need people who will actually listen to the community, not those who are, um, and I'm going to say this probably in the bluntest ways, but I'm trying to say this in the nicest of ways, but people who are a younger demographic who can handle, listen to the community and making change happen. So no, maybe Lee, you need to apply. Up. That's ageism. You need to apply. You need to, no, I'm not saying that there should be, but the thing is, it's not about ageism and people being, I'm saying that younger demographic who will listen to the community. I feel like, we have you have tried in Pride in London. All these people who are co-chairs, I swear, are over thirty-five. Are over thirty-five. I'm just saying, more, absolutely, that's more, 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 more. <laughs> Like I said, they're like thirty-five plus. As like more. borderline, I don't know. More, right? More. <laughs> but you know, the fact is, is that with Pride, the people who have been in that seat for years have been there from 26 or volunteers or some shit like this, and then been there still into their 30s, into their 40s, and still hold this position. When sometimes, I think what Pride in London needs is a like a presidential thing where you only do four years, and then one chop. Okay. Next one. So, Carnage, what would you like Pride in London to look like? First of all, I want to see... I don't want to say, like, I want to see it more Black, yeah? Because... I just want to see it more. I just want to see it more diversified. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's not like there's not people there if you search well enough. Do you get what I mean? It just kind of feels like okay, well, we'll just grab this person to do this. It's kind of like why um, I think we spoke about it last episode, or play, probably on the phone, or when I saw you. Um, but I'm so strict about like being paid my fee. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like the exposure, all that kind of stuff. It's just not. Because if, if it's not you, they'll try to find somebody that, that fills that role. They don't care. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? They don't care. They'll just exactly. find somebody that fills that role. So it's like, if you're going to sell yourself short, that's what they want you to do anyway. Do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say? So it's kind no, of like, is... I'm already... Go on. 
Go on now, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I've already realised certain things and made peace with certain things. And it's about, I've, I've realised that I can't force other people to stand up for our community. So all I can right. do is stand up for our community. All I can do is stand up for myself. Do you get know what I mean? And hope that other people start to realise certain things and do the same, you know, because otherwise nothing's going to change. For freedom! For real. What that is want, true. Like, what do you want pride to look like, Lee? Oh Lord, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that I think that if you are pride in London, London's supposed to be the the capital of the UK, and we are. They always say we're so lucky to have so many cultures that live amongst right. each other. We're a multicultural city, and so therefore, right. pride in London should be probably the only pride in the UK, because there's so many now, that really is an example of all of that culture and all of those different experiences. And they should really go out of their way to make sure all of that is to, to the best of their ability to show that all of that is, is shown. And it's, it's not like that. And I don't, I'm not, I don't know about you guys, other than I've never been to the main stage, I will say that, like I've walked past it, but I've never, sat there because whenever they've booked someone it's like Duncan from Blue and I'm like not interested but like exactly <laughs> but like when you go to old Compton Street it's obviously very vest high tops culture do you know what I mean it's very like Circa has spilled out onto the street do you know what I mean right and muscle so muscle baby daddy <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't even represent big girls that's the fucking Let's not even get into the age of the race. Like mm. On that stage, it doesn't even write big girls. It doesn't. And then, and then all the like black people sort of end up in Soho Park together. In the back. Somewhere here like, oh. <laughs> Dull. Wait, this is too like, much. Like it just needs to be better planned. Like maybe you want to include in some of the spaces that are in, in, in Soho. So for example, let's use three as an example. You have Village, you have a circa, you have G-A-Y, whatever. Maybe for some of the some of the events that you have that don't have their own venue, say for example, um, uh, Let's Have a Kiki, you ask Let's Have a Kiki to be in circa that day so that you have a representation of the ballroom com community. Do you know what I'm saying? Or you have um, Pussy Palace in, um, Bar Soho that day, so that you have representation of people that. Just you know what I'm saying, so that as you go along in yeah. in, in in Old Compton Street, you have different. Problems. Not everyone crammed in one fucking venue. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. But at least it's you're true. like saying, okay, actually, there are so many nights like Let's Have a Kiki, P Pussy Palace, um, or whatever that don't have the the budget or spend to have their own venues here. But what we can do is include them by putting them in the venues that do exist so that we feel like we have covered every single part of the community. I hope that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you not think? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go and pitch them the idea. Yeah. You should, I but the thing is, so. I don't, the thing is, yeah, I definitely don't think these conversations haven't been happening. That's the worst thing about it. I think the conversations has been happening. The I, thing is, you cannot, like, not my party, because my party is very localised, community. It's not like, I don't have, like, a... If I can, I will do... I don't think they have pride, which is like... I think they just let them... I definitely think that is, because how the fuck 
can Brighton, right, have this influx of me and Pussy Palace in the same space, right? Because, yeah. and they be from across the fucking pond. They don't even, like, to come to uh, London to be at Kiki or at Pussy Palace, beach, it's a commitment from Brighton because mm. it's given hotel, it's mm-hmm. given not mm-hmm. making the last train, it's given no, but, but, train but the, the, the difference is, is that that is they were friend. by Brighton. What you did was the venue saying that they need, they want to have that. Call. But the back end is Brighton and home. The, bright, the back end is the pride. Event. Yeah, no, because the I performed there. Right. The so back end is back in is under Pussy I don't think that London Pride speaks to the venues. I think they just let the venues But you can't the thing is my thing is you can't miss them. It's not even about mm. speaking to anyone. You cannot miss Pussy Palace. <laughs> no, but I swear yeah that it was all promoted Unless on the same straight. social media pages what are you talking and about? that kind of stuff. Like you can't miss them. Miss They're you. everywhere. With Pussy Palace. No, I'm saying I, mean, I don't think like, Pride in London speaks to like G-A-Y and say, what are you doing? Bar Soho, what are you doing? I don't think they have those conversations. Oh, you're saying like within the venue. They yeah, I don't think they stuff. speak to them. Oh, okay. I think they're just like, Fair. do whatever you would, put your flags out and do whatever yeah. you want to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If they do, that's quite bad, actually. I mean, what people huh? also forget is if that- If they do, that's quite the- bad. I think all those business owners should be involved in the conversation. Yeah, they should be talking right. to them. And being yeah, like, because Bright- Brighton is like that. Brighton, yeah. all the venues talk and they, and everyone like either pitches in or offers some sort of service. It's very much open street party. Yeah, you're completely right. Like I think, but also there was an issue back in the day with Pride being in Soho because they were very much about uh, what were they about? They were about some things that I just need to think about one second. They were very much, the people who were the neighbours complained about the noise. So a lot of yeah. the neighbours complained. So then the street parties started ending. Because I remember I went to one of the last street parties of Pride. So now it has to happen inside the venue. No, which no, I no. think it's just also It's on the, it was, it, when I, I went last year and it was out on the streets. Everybody. I thought only Mark Ashley, was the one that Mark no. Ashley DJ that was in the street. Everyone was in the street last year. So weird. I don't like it anyway. I think panel needs to change. Put the walls on the panel. The thing is, you need people who will listen to community. Again, I keep saying this. Because the, at one point, people get gassed on their position. And they know what they say goes. So it's all about just being like, listen to these people and go, actually, they're right. If we're going to have security or anything, it should be outsourced. It shouldn't be police or anything to do with metropolitan. Um, and I just don't think that's never taken into consideration because they think, oh, it works. Like, this works. If it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. But Pride has been broke for a very long time. And Carlos is completely right. Out of all these people who run these Pride events feel like... Um, they don't have to pay you your fee and exposure is the key to all happiness. And it really isn't. You can throw the community word at me. I work within it, right? I still pay my community to work if there's mm. work that comes along. Or I'm a very much a rural person and say there isn't a big fee or there isn't a fee at all. Mm. That's the thing. Where Pride will be like, it's a great opportunity. Fuck a fucking opportunity. I need to because- pay my rent. Uh-huh. <laughs> because all that bitches that you have on that stage are, uh, you know, that's the thing is, it's like, this is your livelihood, this is my livelihood kind of thing. And 
the people who go up on those stages who do um who do these performances most times have other jobs other things in other pies if this is your sole career you should just pay these people for their time it's about mm. empowering the community how about pay them as well mm. <laughs> don't get me wrong pride in london has paid me right in the little stuff that they do the little privatized things they do but if it ever came to main stage it'd be given very much what is the fee Shit. I, you know? I I definitely like you know having working for a company that has been going for the time that the company that I work for has been going for. I know how hard it is to present new ideas and get get the backing to get them executed. So I'm not right. surprised by these people walking out because if you have somebody that has been working and they believe that what they've been doing is a success and, you know, they're not interested in anything new, they're just interested exactly. in what they want to do. The same. It can, be quite, it can be quite difficult, especially because we're part of a community that is forever changing, like literally day to day. So, um, But also it's like, don't you ever look at Manchester, look at Birmingham, actually Birmingham. Do you ever look at Birmingham and go, shit, they got Kelly Rowland. How the <laughs> fuck can I get Kelly Rowland no, with them? I want... Like, you know, no, I want Colleen. Who's Colleen? You Colleen Summers' auntie. From Loose she Women's. Great Shepherd's Pie. Colleen from Loose Women. She probably makes a mean Shepherd's Pie. I want pie Denise also. Van Outen. I... Like, it's the most random <laughs> people. It's like, the thing is, the one, one gig I was DJing that was a Anita fundraiser for friend. Pride. So, she just, like, one she gig was like, like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Where the lead? I did it for one of them, which was a fundraiser, which was like a sign up fundraiser. You write something on a little board, which shows a lot of money because there was a really good thing on offer. And they had like, you know, um, Becky Hill and uh, I think Monroe did a speech. And I ended up playing the end, but it's like it was in this grand hotel. The hotel definitely didn't want to let us in because they thought we were some road hoodlum of the street. And you know, it's the truth though. And if you actually crop to get it paid, that's the thing. But the thing is like you if you can pay me in this kind of setting, you can definitely put the money in and pay people in this kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Not just the ones that are gonna close the show, like the Beyonce experience. Other people can do the Beyonce experience, other people can do other things, bigger mm-hmm. stuff can happen, bigger fish to fry, bigger bitches to book, you know. If you want to put money into that, why not book fucking Kelly Rowland or Michelle and let her sing some gospel music for the people mm. in, in, in Trafalgar Square? You know? Mm. Why not have more due diligence on who is Because it's given very much like, oh, you lot should be happy with what you give you, with what we give exactly. you. Exactly. And I'm not happy what I'm given. I'm not happy. Like, off the street. My mum give me certain... Stop sharing the screen. Oh, my <laughs> I fucking Who's that? Beyonce experience. <laughs> <laughs> so much. I just saw a load dick. It's just ridiculous to me because there's so many other people who have so much other creative ideas and have so many opportunities. And what they want to tell us is we should apply. I'm not fucking applying. Yeah. Like, don't I remember when Black apply. Pride said Why that am I applying? Me? Black Pride said to me, I need to apply, yeah. This was the year after I had performed, yeah. And there was like, you need to apply. apply. And me, I didn't want to feel like, oh, I ain't applying. Duh, 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 duh. But yes, my she thing is, you already know. But my thing is, like, you've got us. You already know. Star. You already know. Do you know what I mean? Like, on your radar, sorry. You already know who's who. Do you get me? Like, I feel like sometimes it's just a bit 
much. Do you get what I mean? Don't say much. It is ridiculous. Say what it is. It Mm. is ridiculous. It is. It's completely ridiculous to book someone for a stage or even don't message me then tell me I need to apply when you message me originally about you like my you that like my it. stuff that I am yeah. doing. You like the things that I do. Do not message me that bullshit and then tell me at the end I need to apply because I will leave that on red. <laughs> it's true. And that's not an asshole thing. That's not saying I'm bigger and better than That's what I was thinking. I was thinking to myself, like, because... I'd just rather not apply. I'm not even going to say nothing back. Like, exactly. Or whatever. Do you get what I mean? I but... just think it's so ridiculous. Like, just book these people and they do a good job. You keep them maybe for next year or you keep them mm. for uh, the year after next. You know, everyone doesn't have to be booked for everything. I didn't, I definitely want to be booked for everything because there's other opportunities out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But you know, this this is a chance for for LGBT to be put on the map and for us to have like a pride that is that everyone wants to come to. You know, and for some reason, and that could just be because of the good music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for anything else. It could be just because there's better opportunities. London is supposed to be the land of opportunities. Yet we're still looking at the same people get the same opportunities every fucking year at Pride. It's tiring, completely tiring. When I saw Oramel stuff, I was like, knew it, not surprised. Always been that. I might have been booked, but I know I won't get main stage. It's still the same premise. Mm. But it's just ridiculous. What are you dying to say? On that note, shall we move on to Dear Carnage? <laughs> I turned mine into a Dear Carnage question. Um, so I basically like wrapped it up. And it is any, just put the Dear Carnage in front of it. Dear Carnage, any advice for someone celebrating their first pride? Stay home! Okay, <laughs> stay home, wash your hands, save lives. I'm dead. I would say just have a good time. I can't even remember my first pride, you know? You just have to be with people that you actually like. You have to be yeah. with friends that you love, friends yeah. that if they get drunk, you know, you can. You have to take, like, you know, people who are flight risk. That's yeah, who I go with. I ain't never looking after Lee, nobody. The flight out. risk. Why am I flight risk? Because then you get absolutely wasted. Huh? I'm, do you know what? I'm, re- I'm getting really tired of this and I'm, <laughs> I'm being deadly serious what? with both of you, okay? Holding me to standards that are in the past. Shut up, because you do that all the time. <laughs> you're still a current hoe. I don't, I'm... You're <laughs> still a current hoe. Actually, but I'm a lot smarter. You don't try to downplay how smart I am these no, days. No, we don't. And that's plays out how smart you are. I literally <laughs> spent... I don't get involved. Hold on. I literally spent last week's call saying how I am so impressed by the development Gross. of Carnage Kills. It's the tone. You need to change your tone. Your no, that's never gonna no. <laughs> <laughs> that's never it's gonna happen. Very much, it's giving very much. I'm very proud of Carnage Kills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When you get your Grammy, then I'll change my tone. Oh, okay, bitch. Okay. But you, Jason, okay, when was the last time you had to peel me off the floor because I was too drunk? Do you even remember? Yeah, Bryson Pride, 2019. But I didn't go to Bryson Pride in 2019. 2018? So, four years ago? Yeah, but since then. Okay, so, therefore, so let's not talk about what you've been through. I've got (laughs) you. But the thing is, I don't mind 
the wasted mentality. I'm just saying that you have to go with friends that you know you are willing to peel them off the floor. That's mm. what I'm saying. You just have to be no, willing to. Yeah. And anytime you get drunk, I'm willing to pull you from the floor. Same like if I get drunk, you're willing to pull me from the mess. I'm normally the one that needs healing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. This is what we are. I'm a hoe when I'm drunk. Leaves on the floor. We or, just have this. Or I want to argue. <laughs> oh, you want to argue? Exactly. <laughs> so you just have to be with a friend that you're willing to back one thousand percent. Whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, because this also might be the first time you guys drink together. Um, also, obviously, don't... every time you drink, drink mm-hmm. water, I would say. Keeps you hydrated, but you're still a bit hungry at the same time. I would say just go into it if you can. And I know this probably hydrate. sounds bad, but go into it with no expectations and just enjoy mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, just have like, a good time. Like. I think I went, into, yeah. I went into mine with expectations of... Oh, this is going to be one of the best nights of my life ever, ever, ever. And it was yeah. a really good night. But I think that for a lot of people, they go into it going, okay, I'm going to Pride. This is the night where I'm going to either find a guy or I'm going to find a group of people that are going to accept me for who I am and I'm going to have my crew of people and be able to have my own TV show like Will and Grace. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like the last thing it I thought you were going to say <laughs> it is like I think these can be correct like, you have to go with no expectations I definitely went there with a lot of expectations and some of the expectations were met but some of them was way out of ground, yeah. way out you know it didn't make any sense so definitely agree with what Lee said like look at it in the terms of like holding down your expectations go there open-minded um, and don't be out there just trying to look for man because that's not what you're there to do you're there and to then you experience. realize you never had a good time because all your time you was trying to find a guy and then there was no guy not... <laughs> and you missed out on hanging with your friends because you was running underneath some man who wasn't interested in you and don't go home with a guy do you know what this is one thing about me yeah i will never ever if i go out with my friends yeah I'll never be the person that leaves them to go home for life. That is is rule number one for me. For me, if I go out and you leave me, I can't say I'm going to call you the same. Do you get what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, we're done. That was like my rule when I was more like 20 years old. But like... For me, it's like, no, I wouldn't say we're done because it's like, okay... That's just the type of person you are. We'll be done. We'll be We're done. done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull down your phone. I'm not gonna, you know, invite you out. <laughs> yeah, I mean like that. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, that person's this way. Do you get me? I'll just take it for what it is. But don't leave. Don't be that person that leaves your friends. I don't like it. I think it's. I. I. It was one of. Yeah, my... especially if you're friends in a. If you're not with a group of friends, if That's you want to leave a group. Thing. That's my biggest thing. It's better to leave a group. However, I still look down on you. I still look That's my enough. biggest thing. If no. we're in a group of like, you know, four or more or three or more, then cool. But if we're in a group and it's just, oh, sorry, if it's just me and you and you've yeah. chosen that time, Imagine. No, but it happens all the time. I know, but that don't sit right. And then you want to call me to talk about the guy the next day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I hope that advice worked for you. Um, if it didn't, then um, there's. Uh, I was going to refer you to the Pride in London page, but you probably shouldn't go there. Um, ah, no one's there to support it. No one's there to, <laughs> there to do the graphics. No one is there. 
Okay. No one is there. Everyone's out of a job at that time. Everyone is out. Uh, okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode and the end of the season. And oh, end of the season. season. It's been, you know, there have been changes to the show. So next season will be very different because we won't be reviewing Drag Race. Um, Carnage, I, I like that a big, big thank you for putting up with us because I know that we are a, 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 a trip. And joining every single episode. Love you for it. Shut up. Well, actually, <laughs> but I've had a good excuse for the ones I have. So. <laughs> you bitches can eat that. And just- <laughs> I didn't say that. much. We love the 10 episodes of you talking about your cats. I think that how else will we be able to get on with our weekends without hearing JJ talk about his drama with his cats? Exactly. Um, and I would like to thank myself for Good. staying alive. Okay. Staying off the Xanax. Okay. Not the Xanax, child. <laughs> <laughs> Being early on the Zoom, ready just for everyone to sit here. Yeah. Editing this bitch down the last eight episodes. Yeah. yeah. And carrying upon carrying. Yeah. I'd like to the glue you. that holds us together. The glue that holds my... The gorilla glue. Emma, the man. gorilla glue. And I was, you know, the biggest thank you is obviously to our listeners who some of you have been through season one to season three and some of you are new. And, you know, we do this not for ourselves, but for you. And we would not be anywhere <laughs> without you. So, you know, thank you so much and have a nice life. Um, have a nice life <laughs> and until next season thank you so much for joining another episode of Wolves, Wolves in the, in the City, City.